You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Before we dive into today's episode, I actually wanted to come on here and announce my next workshop. So on October 17th, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, I will be hosting another virtual hour-long free masterclass called Change is a Choice because we all experience really big changes in this time of our lives and it's time that we learn how to handle them and face them head on rather than run away from them or completely freeze in our tracks. So please join me for this incredible workshop. It's already done and it's ready to go and I want the whole world to know about it. So you can head to the show notes right now and just click the link that says Changes the Choice Workshop or go to my website at justdiamondcoaching.com forward slash change. Put in your information and I'll see you in the Zoom room. Or if you can't make it live, there will be replays sent right after it's over. So Either way, you get to learn how change is a choice and how to take control of what's happening either to you or for you in your life circumstances. And now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of How To 20 Something with a continuation of some not so typical timelines that you can follow in your 20s. This week's episode highlights a route you can take after school that does not consist of going directly into the corporate world or continuing your education, which I feel are the two options we get presented with. But today's guest is here to talk about an additional option that not many people even consider, and that is in the form of a gap year and volunteering. And remember, if you want to be a guest, which I highly recommend you consider this opportunity, all you have to do is go to the Be A Guest link in the show notes and submit a question as to what you want to talk about. This could be from your own experiences, what you've grown through and overcome, or if you have valuable expertise in a particular area of life. In the meantime, I would like to introduce today's guest, Marissa D'Ambrosio. Marissa is a 32-year-old associate financial advisor and lover of travel, healthy lifestyle hacks, and puppies. She was born and raised in Freehold, New Jersey, and earned her BS in accounting in accountancy, excuse me, from Villanova University. During college, she spent a semester in the Disney College program as a Disney travel planner and lives in Orlando, Florida. After college, she served with the Augustinian Volunteers in San Diego, California for one year before heading off into the corporate consulting world in Times Square, New York. She spent seven and a half years working in corporate consulting before making a career pivot into financial planning. She is currently studying and pursuing a financial planning certificate in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Marissa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. We are recording this on a Friday. Uh, I'm so excited to hear about your introduction into the adult world and how it helped you develop some skills or understandings in yourself and the world around you. 
Now, I want to explain for the audience that you had a job offer on the table, but you decided to defer a year to volunteer. What made you even think to take this route? Yeah, so that is an excellent question. Um, So as you mentioned, I was on the accountancy track um, in the Villanova School of Business. I had done everything you're supposed to do at that track. I got the 150 credits. I got, you know, the right courses. And it was my senior year, fall of senior year. And I had done the big four internships that you're supposed to do with accounting. Like everything was just going according to plan. And my audit professor, I was having a one-on-one with her. And she just mentioned to me like, oh, you know, there are these year of service programs. And, you know, I really wish I had done it. Um, And I really regret not having that ability to do that. Like, I would highly recommend you look into it. And I was like, oh, I never thought I even had that option. Um, So she was really the one that kind of jump started that, you know, like you mentioned, like even having that opportunity or possibility. And then I looked into it and I started going to the speeches for year of services because there were multiple programs, actually. And I had an offer on the table from my internship junior year summer. And it was really honestly like one, two, three. I just told my professor and then they talked to the company for me. And then I had the offer deferred for one year. So I was I had this year to kind of do the year of service. Did you pick California or was that just like what drew you out there or was it kind of a random selection and you happened to go to the West Coast? That was lucky. (laughs) That was uh, (laughs) serendipity. Um, So when you go into the programs uh, for, for the Augustine volunteers, they had about five different service sites. So when you're in the selection process, they don't tell you which one they're kind of slotting you for. So I had no idea. I just got extremely lucky. uh, And yeah, so I didn't pick San Diego. San Diego chose me. Nice. I love that. And then how did your parents respond to you making this choice? Because I know we grew up in a with parents that you who went right into the working world after college. So did your parents try to talk you out of it? Did they encourage you to go? Was it something that they wish they had done? Like, what was that experience and that conversation like? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, So my parents did the traditional college track. My dad was also an accounting major (laughs) and kind of went with that. And my mom uh, did her master's degree. So when I came to them with this, hey, like, I think I'm going to do this year of service. They were pretty supportive of me because I actually had come to them in high school wanting to do a gap year before college. So I kind of always had it in the back of my mind, I wanted to do a gap year somewhere. And uh, it just it just so happened to be like a really secure place to do it again, because I already had a deferred offer. Like I already knew that I was coming back to a job, um, which is extremely lucky, but yeah. So overall they were pretty supportive. And also I think, um, and I'm sure we'll get into this too, but just being able to volunteer and kind of do service for others. It's really an invaluable kind of experience Um, especially as a 20-something. So uh, overall, I mean, I can't recommend it enough. And they were very supportive. I love that. Can you describe 
your experience, like what the work that you were doing, the volunteer work, because you went to school for accounting and had a job lined up in consulting and this role, this year of service didn't include either of those things. So what was it that you were doing? Absolutely. (laughs) The service of the volunteers um, is with established social and health programs and varies according to the needs of the sponsoring site. So for San Diego, it just so happened that they had a placement at a Catholic elementary school, which is how I kind of got funneled into the paraprofessional role. I had some volunteering experience in the past with children, and I knew I liked children. So that's why they kind of put me into the extended care coordinator um, and paraprofessional slots, which was (laughs) definitely not what I studied. And obviously nothing that I went into. But I think it it was really awesome to do something to make sure, you know, like, I knew after that year, wow, this is this is definitely not where I'm supposed to be. But it's an absolutely incredible, great skill set to have to be able to look into the lens of another industry and be like, okay, I can kind of relate to how teachers feel how anyone in the education industry feels, and even how kids, kids feel right because Once we get older, we kind of forget what what are fifth graders into these days. Yeah, I was going to ask if it made you rethink your career choice, but it sounds like it almost confirmed that you wanted to continue pursuing the job that you had lined up for you after and not enter the world of education or childcare or anything along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely... uh reconfirmed my corporate consulting gig I was very excited for it at the time I was I loved California but I was very excited to go back to New York and yeah I just knew after that year like I love kids but education is really tough and I just wanted to do something new can you talk more about the roles you had in this volunteering experience was it more of you were a helping hand? Did they put you in charge of anything? Did it build your character in certain ways? Like anything along those lines? Totally. Um, so I was the extended care coordinator. So I was in charge of morning daycare and after school daycare. So I was one of the first people at the school at 7am. And then I was like the last person to leave at 6pm. And in addition to that, I also was a specialized tutor for a fifth grader who just needed some extra attention. And then I also worked in the kindergarten classroom in the afternoon. So I had a lot of cool roles, um, seeing kind of the entire class, uh, the class, you know, unit of, of the entire elementary school, which went from preschool to eighth grade. All right. And this is something that was completely out of your comfort zone. But with that in mind, What were some of the valuable lessons that you learned from this experience, as well as some of the challenges that you had to work to overcome? I love this question. I think there was a challenge every single day, or I mean, maybe multiple times a day. It was just, I mean, going from East Coast to the first time West Coast, right? Like we're right out of college. I was living with five people I never met before. So not only was it a professional challenge of not having really any background in education or how to work with kids, how to work with teachers, how to work with parents, 
but it was a huge obstacle in just how to live with <laughs> other people who you never met before. So I had five other roommates. Um, so we were all in the program together. There were two men, and then there were four women, um, me being one of the four. And two of them were nurses. Um, the other w- woman was a teacher with me. And then we had um, one male was another religious education teacher. And then the other male was at a social service site. So it was really a challenge every day, kind of making sure we were all on the same page. Like it was almost like it was like really living together. It wasn't just roommates like like you're doing your thing now like we cooked together every day like we had someone do trash like I did a lot of the accounting and the finances we had parties that we had to host um you had to host we had to (laughs) and then then we also had to go to events (laughs) so it was really really crazy from college to go into that I want to circle back to this idea popped into your head because a mentor in college told you about it. Why is it something Mm -hmm. you would want to encourage to someone listening? Like that you had such an amazing experience with it. What would you say to a person that's about to graduate in their senior year of college or even in between jobs right now and still in that 21 to 29 age range that this type of program a lot for people that age. Why is this something mm-hmm. they should do? I think it is such a, as Dr. Meg Jay would say, identity capital. Um, it's something like, right, like we can talk about on a podcast. It's something a lot of interviewees will ask. It's also just another kind of subset of a community that you have. So this is the ninth anniversary of when I started this program. And I am still very close to my five roommates. Uh, We just celebrated one of their weddings last summer. We still get together like once a year. Um, And the greater volunteer class, so I think there were 30 of us. I just talked to one of them like last week and uh, I ended up doing like a half marathon with some of them in New Orleans. So the first part is definitely relational. Like you have those really lifelong friendships and community bonding and then I think this experience really kind of just like opened my mind to like as a younger 20 year old to be like I can do like scary things like uncomfortable things like I can push myself to do these things and like see where it got me like yeah I might not be in education but I learned (laughs) all these other cool skill sets and um, like it just expands your mind. And I think sometimes it's more intangible, but it's, it's so valuable in the sense that it's, it's a community bonding and it's something else unique to you. And again, it's like identity capital. Have you been able to use it to your advantage for, Jobs. So you already had your first job. So have you been able to use it to an advantage mm-hmm. for jobs outside, like after that first job, after college, after your gap year? I think totally. Like, I think it definitely was talked about in interviews. And I think um, I've had like more opportunities to volunteer with children because I have the background with working with children and educators. And I think, again, just like kind of jump starting almost that adult life of like, okay, 
Can you work with different kinds of people? <laughs> Even learning how to cook. I didn't really know how to cook. I didn't know like how to really like do do the home tasks. I I think just in that sense, the personal side of things that really kind of catapulted me into like, oh, like I can do this. Can you share some of the accomplishments that you're proud of from this experience, whether that be personal or professional, like things that you really walked away with that almost like you can brag on yourself about that you did this, you overcame this? Because yes, it's you have mentioned that some of it has been from leaving your comfort zone, from seeing how other people live and from seeing viewpoints of different backgrounds and everything like that. But is there anything you want to toot your own horn about from this experience that has molded you into who you are today? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of memories and it's hard to choose just one. But one that really sticks out to me is that I was not the healthiest person coming out of college. I just didn't have a great background in that. And one of my roommates was an elite runner. And I saw her go running like at 6am every day. And she just had all this energy throughout the day. And I was like, what are you doing? I don't understand. So she kind of inspired me to start running. And I ended up doing the San Diego half marathon. Like I went to go support her. And then accidentally, I got into the like corral. And then I ended up doing the half marathon. Never, never, never in my life have I accidentally done a half marathon. <laughs> it was my first half marathon. I, mean, I didn't really train for it anything. And it just, it always comes to mind because I'm like, oh, like I, I never ran. Like I never did a half marathon or anything like that before. And it just, it, it gave me the strength and confidence to like do things that you don't think you're ready for. And then how was it, the transition from this year of service to the corporate world because you had entered the corporate world through internships and then you took this gap year Mm -hmm. and then went back so what was that transition period like it was really great I like I think the volunteer year really strengthened me to be like okay I can get through hard things I can get through obstacles and mind you through the volunteer service we got $50 every two weeks so (laughs) just the value of money like finally getting a paycheck it was like wow like there's so so much you can do with this money um so when I went to New York City I had three roommates so I was really good with the whole roommate thing now like I was like you know planning like roommate dinners and like making sure everyone was getting along and all that stuff so I think I really learned that from my year of service and then you know just learning like the value of a dollar and just being able to like really understand like what's the value of what you're doing like you know, still making time for your friends, your family, and all of that life, life work balance. Um, I really think I learned a lot of that foundationally through the program. And then I was able to really like bring that into my corporate life. Good. And then you just mentioned, which I did not know before you said it was, you got $50 every two weeks. So did they pay for your housing? Did they pay for your food? Like, How did you manage money and was this $50 to serve as extra income of you can like more so play money what how did that how did the financials work in this experience yeah it's a great question so there were six of us and we got $600 as a group um so this was really like not individual this was like a team sport so 
I believe like uh, rent and everything was always like siphoned, like whatever, like we had that money to give them. But in terms of food, we had to make our meals, like we never went out or anything. And I believe we had like, I don't, I don't even remember any, I think we had, I think we had $600 a month for the six of us. So we had to figure out how much to put to breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> so wasn't much. Did you already go into this experience knowing that you had to have separate money for housing? Because I do mm-hmm. think that might hold some people back from wanting to go into this experience if they're not financially capable of putting money up front, knowing that they weren't getting anything for an entire year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the volunteer program takes care of like the housing okay. and um, a lot of the other things like insurance and things. It was more as a group, we had to figure out, okay, we have this budget, right? Like we had the food budget, we had a gas budget for our cars, and we had a hospitality budget, right? Because we had to host parties. So we had different budgets for different things that we just had to finagle together. But the only individual piece we had was that $50 stipend every two weeks. Okay. All right. So that calms everyone's brains down a little bit of don't worry rent is covered you get Mm -hmm. some money you just have it teaches you the value of the dollar it teaches you how to spend on necessities rather than everything you want and see and I think that's definitely a quality you want to carry into the rest of your adult life especially in today's economy where going out Mm -hmm. for coffee every day is not financially feasible for people anymore and this puts a lot of things into perspective of this is how much you can live off of. What can you do? How far can you make this dollar go? Yeah, absolutely. And it really, it really did give me that type of perspective when I was in New York. And I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah, because New York is not cheap either. For sure. Okay, and then were there any other paths that you considered once this idea got put into your head of you can you can take a gap year and this gap year can hold different opportunities right after college or was this you were you found out about it and you were dead set on it and didn't really consider anything else I looked into a a many of the service programs that they brought to Villanova like there's the Augustinian volunteers the Jesuit volunteers is a huge program there's Dominican there's Teach for America Um, there's some other Teach for America affiliates. I'm not remembering their names, but I looked into all those service, uh, years and programs, um, all really cool, really fantastic identity capital making years. There's just so many cool opportunities. And I think it just, you know, like you said, like it builds character. It helps you like discover your values. You get a new community of people who go through similar shared experiences, so I definitely did look into those. And yeah, the Augustinians just called to me the most. And getting a San Diego placement was even better. And it it all worked out. Um, and it's, it's hard to believe it's been nine years. <laughs> Can you describe some of the differences between just like any of the ones that you remember? Mm-hmm. So the Augustinians, so at least the religious service organizations, they have 
different pillars that they focus on. So the Augustinians focus on community. So we had to like host parties. Like we were all about community, which is awesome. Um, And then the Jesuit volunteers, which is a much bigger volunteer program than us, they are rooted in service. So like their number one pillar is service. It's all about service to the community, service to your relationships, etc. And then like the Dominican volunteers, their pillar is spirituality. So at least for the religious ones, they all kind of center on a certain pillar first. And then um, I had some friends who did like Teach for America. I had a friend who did the Japan Teach English teaching program. I actually went to go visit her during her two years. Um, so it's just such a unique you know, experience to live overseas and develop that kind of um, understanding of a different culture. Oh, for sure. So this is for ages 21 through 29, which is perfect because those are my listeners. How can someone who, let's say is 26, seek this out? Like, let's say they're in between jobs right now for whatever reason, and they don't have anything tying them down to one location. And they're like, I want to do this year of service. You did it right after college, so you had these resources right on the campus you were in leading up to this moment. So how would someone who's not in college get on this road? For sure. I The first thing I would do is definitely Google. You know, the Jesuit Volunteers organization would be my first place to go. Unfortunately, the Augustine Volunteers actually dissolved last year. So they were around for about 21 years. So so they're not around right now. Um, That doesn't mean that they won't come back. But I would definitely Google year of service programs, um, Teach for America, and things like that to to really see what's out there. All right, good. What are some words of encouragement that you would want to give to any listener that is considering taking some time off either between different 9-to-5s or before even starting their first 9-to-5? I think it is such a fabulous idea. (laughs) You know, it's not a bad thing to take a breath, right? And that goes with with the career work workforce and the you know just (laughs) the hard the hard work of working nine to five. It's it's a grind, a daily grind, and sometimes you just need that pause and that reset and. I don't think I've talked to anyone who regrets their decision to do something like this. You know, there's there's so many different kinds of things out there. Like, you know, there's something you could do Habitat for Humanity. You could do like something overseas. Um, there's just so many different ways a gap year can look for you, depending on what you want and need. But I don't think like my year held me back at all. I think if anything, it just kind of catapulted me into my next phase of life. And, you know, like I had mentioned, I have lifelong friends from it. We still keep in touch. Um, We have such like a special bond for doing this year together. And yeah, I would just say if you have the opportunity, definitely go for it. I love that. Is there anyone that you know that did this type of gap year and then did it again, say, like, five years later? That's a great question. For the volunteers, I don't personally think I know anyone who went back and did it, but that doesn't mean that someone didn't 
I actually, I think actually someone, someone did, did that. I, I know that did. Like the first time they did the domestic year and then um, the Augustinians have two placements overseas. So then they did one of the overseas ones, which is really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And then with this whole experience, I just think it's important to normalize taking a gap year Mm -hmm. I it sounds super valuable I think I was my family made it like kind of glorified the corporate world and it was like yeah you leave college and then you start working and I even had friends and they started working before I started working and I was like how is it what's it like and they're like it's great you get a paycheck now you actually have money to spend on things and then so I was all ready to enter it and was excited and then I entered it and was like okay this is so boring and I wish someone would have instilled in my mind of you can take a year off you can do I know there's like travel world travels Mm -hmm. like where you can work on farms in other locations there's this volunteering that you can do for a year there's so many different options you can take that's not going to destroy your bank account it's going to build character character it's going to give you that identity capital and I love that this is part of your story and that you were able to help normalize it and help spread some information about it to my listeners. So I think that's great. Is there any final words that you want to have around taking a gap year? I know you've kind of said it throughout this episode, but just one final wrap up through it. I think as a testament to this podcast, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? (laughs) Every year, like I find someone to talk about it. They just, they just have no idea and, you know, it, it really still, it still impacts me to this day, um, which, you know, only like kind of special moments and experiences kind of do that for someone. And, you know, it's transformed and it's evolved over the years. But like, to the point of this podcast, like, I still talk about it with like, such reverence, because it affected me so much as a younger 20 something. And now, you know, almost 10 years later, I can say that it was such a worthwhile experience it was hard like any of my roommates will tell you I almost quit um halfway through I was very very close to giving up because it was extremely difficult but I'm always happy I like pushed through and got through the year and um made the year but you know if you're doing a gap year you don't have to do a year you could do six months um if that makes more sense for you too yeah nice can you explain a little bit about the challenges that kind of made you doubt if you wanted to continue? It was just so extremely, like, outside of my comfort zone. Like, you have no friends or family to rely on, right? They're all on the East Coast. These people you're living with, they're not, you don't know them. Like, you just met them. And you're working in this, you know, for the first time, maybe, like, outside of college. And all of that wrapped together, it was just, extremely difficult to just find a a place of comfort and it was just it was just taxing in every way and I think for me the hardest part was kind of just the living aspect just like I didn't have my own room like some you know as an introvert sometimes we just need like a place to go to just be with ourselves and I just wasn't having that ability to like be on my own 
So <laughs> like like we talked about before, it was like every day was such a such an experience. Uh, but it, it really kind of steeled myself and it made me a stronger person and it, it made New York seem easy. Good. That's that's I mean that's what's worth it at the end of the day. So it made it made your transition from college into the real world easier by taking the path mm-hmm. that's not typically followed by putting yourself in a very uncomfortable situation and I want to add that a lot of this hardship and like the mental toughness that comes with it is because everything in your life changed and everything was brand new so naturally you're going to have a lot of resistance with it and that's Mm. honestly what the next workshop is it's about embracing those changes because your human brain is going to be like no don't do this. We're terrified. This could kill us. And you know, it's not actually going to kill you. It's just extremely uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable to deal with discomfort. That's, that's what goes on. And it's a very natural experience. But persevering through it is what's going to make you stronger. And it's what made you stronger person. It's what made you able to adapt more quickly to New York and then to now moving to Charlotte, like all these different pieces of your life is like Mm -hmm. that propelled you into being able to know that you can handle anything and you can get through all these hardships and areas of discomfort absolutely and one of my favorite mottos coming from that experience was leaning into discomfort just like you were saying good I love that it's a great one all right well thank you Marissa I absolutely loved hearing about this very unique path after college that not many people even consider doing but hopefully after this podcast comes out there's going to be a little bit more minds that think hey what if I did take a break because I think even from like not even just after college into the adult world but somewhere along your mid-20s you want to take a break from adulthood and this could be that opportunity for that maybe when your lease is up or if you want to move anyways and use it to your advantage know that this is a resource out there that is only going to benefit you moving forward absolutely and uh, I do want to say if you guys have any questions about this volunteering experience or anything that hasn't been answered on this podcast any links or spelling to any of the things you want to research You can send them to my email. That's always going to be posted in the show notes. And I will personally pass them along to Marissa. And we'll just do a little three-way tag team to get all the information out to you. Because I know all she wants to do is encourage you to take this opportunity. But otherwise, this concludes another episode of How to 20-something. And if you liked what you heard, please share it with a friend. Post it to your stories and tag me at coach.justdiamond. When you do, you can subscribe or follow and just help me expand my outreach to all of the young professionals out there. With that, I would love for you to enjoy the rest of your week and I will be in your headphones again next week with a brand new episode. 